Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush, and we're determined to get our Old Norwich back. And if you're a Norwich fan and you know someone who might like the podcast as well, pass it on and send them a link. Coming up, Josh Sargent, captain, corporal, leader and talisman. Ben Napper takes the glory and we finish our string of years in our memorable matches. So four unbeaten now for Norwich, three wins on the trot, two home wins against playoff contenders. And I think we're down to four for the last two places of the playoffs. We'll come to that in a moment. Uh, Six points out of six, Watford and Cardiff dismissed in emphatic style, Dad. Yeah, I thought the the Cardiff game was, was, was excellent. You know, there were goals, chances, a comeback. Mm, again. Um, <laughs> sorry, again, yeah. And, and winning as a team. Not You know, we've, we've, we've tended to win matches by goals by individuals, but I think this was much more of a team performance. I did look at the highlights yesterday, um, and um, they ran on for about five or six minutes. I mean, that's a, that's a real um, improvement since previous games when, you know, you've seen two or three highlights uh, and I mentioned Josh Sargent. I mean, he, he was yeah. key. I mean, we all thought he wouldn't play. Yes. I mean, I don't know if you've heard his interview afterwards it, it, talking about his um, his ankle, but uh, it, what he says is he, he sort of had this quite serious surgery on it. And it's um, it, some days he'll wake up and he's got either a, um, a severe pain or even just an ache and then other days he won't have anything at all and he said it's very difficult to handle mm. um i think he said on um you know on on saturday he didn't uh, he didn't feel it at all but that mean i don't think last week between the games he didn't train at all he didn't train till train till friday after um, the midweek game. Yeah, after the Watford. And we'll, we'll, we will talk about Watford because, of course, Josh Sargent yeah. was the reason why the fans yes. uh, turned on, on Wagner, which we'll come to. But I thought he was key. I mean, the two goals he scored against Cardiff, they're not yeah. worldies, 
They're no. not. They're, but the, but what he's very clever at is adapting because I think one came back off the post and he put it back in. I thought that. Yeah, that, that I loved that. Yeah, you know, as you say, it went on the post and he, he adjusted his body, didn't he, and put it back in. That, and even was... the first one, to, to equalise, I mean, we're 1-0 down, you're five yeah. minutes away from half-time, you, you, the questions start being asked again, are we are we flattering to deceive? But then yes. the cross comes in from, I think it was McCallum, and he kind of hits the ball into the ground and it kind of went in. And that's yeah. what, I mean, he he just has the knack of scoring goals. Yeah, quite. I, I, I mean, he could have he had more. I mean, he had one very early on on... Um, on, which was set up lovely by by Barnes at uh, against Cardiff, um, and and he put it. There was a defender on the line, and he he put it, which is what you're saying, really. They're not worldies because if he's a worldie, he put it in the. He would have put it in, but but he's there, and that and as I said, so there were other chances as well. And um, no, no, I, I I thought that I thought it was a really a really good game, and even I mean the fourth goal I loved as well, John, with um, with Fashnak and yes. uh, and the new lad laying the ball off. I yes. mean he could he could have easily gone for a shot in that situation. So two home games, four goals scored in each of them yeah. uh, against teams that I think you would have suggested would have been in the playoff running a few weeks ago. But it does look like it's down to four teams, doesn't it? Four or five it teams. It does. I, I mean, just on just on that game against Cardiff, I thought Cardiff were pretty poor. Right. Um, they, um, the, 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 they didn't look too much at all, really. Um, but you can only beat what's in front of you. But I think that might have been... A, uh, a factor but yeah the four teams um i mean maybe throw preston in because they got a uh, they got a result just right at the end i think of their game as did hull city but yes but you kind of look at west brom on 52 points in fifth place coventry yeah. 51 points sixth place norwich yeah. 51 points seventh place hull 51 points eighth place and then probably Preston forty nine on on uh, in ninth place and 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 Sunderland, I mean Sunderland have changed their manager and they got beaten by Tony Mowbray who they sacked. Yes, uh, on on Saturday. I, agree. I, I, I yeah. mean, if you're a Sunderland manager, you are a Sunderland fan, you've lost your last two games. You you don't really rate Michael Beale. I don't think anyway. You're in trouble. But I I think it's West Brom, Coventry, Norwich. Hull maybe at a push only because they equalised in the ninety fifth minute. Um, yeah, um, on Saturday. I think I think that's right, and you 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 mentioned Preston and Sunderland. I mean, I think others below that are likely to have to win ten out of the last thirteen to fourteen games. Yeah, and they're so only pre- winning one out of five. Like, yeah, that's, like that's, Middlesbrough. That's, that was a big win, but they'd they they'd lost the last two and one in five. Cardiff have won one in five. Bristol yeah. City have won two in five. So they're not on a run of results. While we go no. four games without, you know, we're on a run of three straight wins. Um, and and it does feel like, you know, as I say, I think the pressure is slightly on West Brom and Coventry, really. Yeah, I think that there's um, the teams with games in hand: West Brom, Hull, and Middlesbrough. They play them this week. Okay. On Tuesday, and Hull at Hull are at Southampton. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so the, yeah, so actually, it might not make any difference. No. No, but that that once we get to the end, we, we will all be on an even keel. And I think that probably the nice thing for City, particularly as we've mentioned, Sergeant, is that we've now got a, a free week this week till Saturday. Yeah. And the same next week. So um, it's it's probably a bit easier to manage his uh, condition, hopefully, uh, in that situation. So Blackburn away, Norwich uh, then at home to Sunderland and then away at Middlesbrough. They're That's right. The next three games, which we talked yeah, about, yeah. kind of month-long 
um, in our last pod, didn't we? We talked about those six matches in a month. Yeah, yeah. And I think the one after that, John, actually is Rotherham away. They're that, the next four. But then in the following four, we've got Leicester away and Ipswich at home. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, you know, as, as uh, hopefully we've, um, I mean, we've now, the last eight games have produced 17 points. Continue that and we'll be in the playoffs. So where will Norwich finish in our standard five questions of the, uh, <laughs> of the season? Well, um, we're, we're in with, I mean, we we seem to be improving. Yeah. We're scoring goals. I mean, it's only the, the the big four at the top there now who've scored more goals than us. Right. So, um, you know, it's it's looking encouraging and any, any, anything can happen. But hopefully, if, as you say, if we can keep it now going over these next four, then go into those games, which include Leicester and, um, um, and Ipswich. Yeah. We can see what happens. Yeah, fifth. I mean, you're now looking at fifth or sixth. I yeah, think you, I think if, so. If you are Norwich, you're, you're looking at fifth. You've or got, you've got, you've got to be aiming for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ipswich, bit too far away to catch. Yes. So they'll still finish higher than us. Two but... good, two good away wins for them, and actually, they've now got another two, two. What look on paper easy games. What, what really strikes me about this. Uh, division. I, I've said before about you know the top four were way above, and that seemed to be confirmed all the time, doesn't it? With yeah. those teams, yeah. um, I watched a, I watched the first half of Ipswich played at, at Millwall, and Millwall were atrocious. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, how much that was, you know, Ipswich made them look atrocious, but they did. They do look in free fall. Mm. Um, and the gap was huge. I thought I didn't even bother watching the second half because it wasn't a, it wasn't a. It wasn't a it an wasn't even a match. game to watch. It no. wasn't, wasn't a match, yeah, quite. Well, I reckon that Ipswich now got 66 points, Southampton 67, Leeds 69, Leicester 78. It's the first time that four clubs in the same in the same year in the Championship at this stage have reached those points totals. Yeah, yeah. So now, you could argue that it's getting a bit like the Premier League, where you're getting your, yes. you're getting your, your breaks, you've got your big yeah. four, and then, you, and then yeah. you have the next lot of competition. And three of them are the ones that came... Came down. Came down, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, we'll, we will we will see it on that one. Uh, the other questions: How long will Wagner last? Well, I think he's he's here for another year at least. I, even my Definitely. end, perhaps we'll, we'll talk about that. Season is 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 looking dodgy. So, yeah, we'll we'll look we'll look a little bit. We'll talk about that when we now discuss the Watford game. I think, John. Yeah. Uh, will Will Weber join Farker at Leeds? No. And what will the Americans <laughs> do? Well, we'll we're still waiting on, on that one slightly. So, Josh Sargent, the key. Um, yeah. But I've never, ever heard football fans, well, certainly at Carrow Road before, when Norwich are winning a match 2-1, which was the case against Watford uh, in that midweek game, I've never heard the home fans singing, you don't know what you're doing, aimed at the manager. Not even with Brian Hamilton, Glenn Roder, Brian Gunn, <laughs> Peter Grant, Chris Hewton, Dean Smith. You, the, the list is endless. Nobody, when you're winning a football match has turned on the manager like that. So what is the issue with David Wagner? I have my view, but what, what is the issue with David Wagner and some of the fans? I I think, John, I think to a certain extent it was it was understandable in a way. Um, you know, we had a splendid start, two nil up. Okay, things had gone for us, like the penalty came back off the 
the goalkeeper and we put it away. And the, the, the first one was, you know, was it over the line? And it obviously was because of the, the um, technology. But um, we played so well. And 10 minutes before half time, it begins to drop off. We let in a goal, come out for the second half. And we, we were really disappointing and there for the taking. And I think that substitution then um, just reflected that disappointment. I think probably in some supporters' eyes as well, there was what happened at Queen's Park Rangers where there was some criticism about the substitutions and not going and going for the win. And and even, you know, I'm not one there to stand and boo or or or, or anything like that at all. But even I felt disappointed and saw, here we go again. We're there for the taking against Watford. We're going to throw it away. If, if And I think that was the reaction to that sort of feeling of all the disappointments that happened before and, and, and if you like, a lack of confidence in them. And I, I mean, the great thing then about it, of course, was having been through that. And, and, and you mentioned Sarge and he, he apparently remonstrated with the fans a bit because he, he was he, he, to say that he was asking to come off. It mm. wasn't a... Um, Wagner's decision but like you yeah it was a it it was really surprised but that's how I reconcile it but now on reflection from the fans I think and listening what happened on um, on Saturday which was which was very good um I think they do realize actually um that there were reasons for the subs and they got it wrong it was it was a form of release if you like that was but that I think now um everybody realizes that we are where we are we've got to really go to get pulled together at least until this playoff push is finished one way or another yeah and get behind them and i think people have realized that and i think as i said i think there is this realization that about the the, the issue that caused that the substitutions that actually probably the supporters were wrong do you think that if wagner has had brought on van hoydonk Instead of Sergeant, so he took Sergeant off, pushed Barnes up front, and yeah. brought in uh, Nunes. I think it was, and even maybe Gibbs or a Fashnet. It was a mid. They were both midfielders that came. Yes, in. yeah. If he'd have put on Van Hoydonk instead of Sergeant, I don't think people would have shouted the same. I think you're right. I think you're and right. I, and I think that that is the that, and that comes to the crux of the issue is that the fans still don't quite believe that he is making the right decisions at the right times for the club yeah, or for the team. And, and, and I, and I think that is, that's what it boils down to that. There is a lack. Of, I agree with you. I think, you know, the fans have probably realized they made a mistake. Obviously Josh Sargent has explained it now and you can, you can, you can then go, right. Okay. We are all going to pull together. And you, and you saw that. Against yeah. Cardiff. I get that, but I yeah. still think intrinsically there is not a belief in this regime that, that the decisions that they make are the right ones for the football club at that time. Yeah. And I think if he'd have put Hoydonk on instead of Sargent, you would have said you could have then made the point afterwards. And I don't think Wagner saying that fans should stay away was the right reaction. He was obviously angry yeah. at the end of the game, but all he should have said was he was injured. Yeah. I took him off. He was injured. Shut your mouths. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have to start. It's a bit like when, Delia said, you know, all this noise. Yeah. You're, you're having a go at a section of the fans, which ultimately are paying your wages. And there are a lot of empty seats at Carrow Road still. Come what yeah. may, there are still a lot of empty seats at Carrow Road. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and yeah, I think I to tell people, to tell fans to stay away is the, is the wrong reaction. And what he should, 
I think the fans have, have apologised. I think he should have apologised for saying that as well, because I don't think that's the way to build the trust in this regime. No, and I think the other problem was it, it, it caused this division between the supporters. Yeah. You know, those who are saying, give him a chance, and those who are saying, you know, he's, he's, he's not good enough. And I think that um, created that division a bit bigger on Wednesday. But as I said, I'm, I'm hoping now with Saturday's win, again, um, some of his decisions have been proved to be right, and that might be well build with confidence but the question I was going to ask you is because obviously uh, I mean Wagner's also made the point that you know we can now see you know Sergeant 10 goals from 13 games this season yeah <laughs> is it six six goals or six games on a trot at home, at home now he, yes he scored a goal um I mean Wagner Sam well, you you know you you now know what we were missing that ex almost he, he hasn't actually said that but in implying that that's that was the reason for all the problems. Well, that brings us on to our next topic, Ben Napper. Because yes. obviously we we haven't spoken. That's what I said. Yeah. Since yeah. since Ben Napper did his his interviews with the that's Pink right and and BBC Norfolk uh, the other week. Um, if you haven't listened to it, it's on it's on the Pink and podcast. It's worth going and, and listening to the 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 lines that kind of leapt out to me on the on what he was saying was that the conversations that he was having, Ben Napper, with Wagner every day have yeah. made the difference. And now, is that Ben Napper claiming the glory for this or is David Wagner actually benefiting from the conversations and then making the right decisions? He didn't make the right decision with Sargent and, and Van Hooydonk, but generally his substitutions have been better. Is that him benefiting from having a different voice that's not Stuart Webber in his ear? I think they're both. I think they're both right, John. I think I think Napper was claiming the credit, but I think to be fair, he only claimed credit for the conversations. He did say then there were actions, which I think he was given credit to Wagner for. Right. So I think, um, but but um, and I th I think um, I think that's. And I think that's absolutely right. I, I give him a lot of credit for that because if you look, what what is what is changed here? Napper has come in. Mm. Now, if Napper had came in and said change the coach, and someone had come in, and then in the last um, eight games we'd got seventeen points, we'd have said that's a brilliant decision, wouldn't we? Yeah. So I think it's right to say deciding to keep him with those conversations. Yeah. Um, he deserves credit for that as well. I, I, and and let's let's be honest. I mean, I, I don't know whether people do do sort of think that well, Napa's role is just bringing players in and and letting them go. But you know, he is he is Wagner's boss, mm. and we all need a kick up the backside sometime, don't we? You know, yeah, yeah. And, you know, make make us think and change. And so I would say I'm hoping um, that this carries on, and 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 we're now beginning to see that work because if it, if it if it does, that will be great. Can I also say, John, as well? I think the Eda decision, who was behind that, uh, you know, whether that was Napa letting him go, I think was a good move because Eda, you can see how Barnes and and Sarge are playing. Yeah, Eda was not going to get a chance. No, but Eda would have been. That's like grumpy at that, wouldn't he? You know, he wouldn't have been happy with that. He's been the bridesmaid so long. Mm. So to remove him from that, and, and that sort of thing caused tension in a in a squad or what have you. Removing him from that, bringing in Hoydonk, I, I, I think, you know, it, 
is 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 showing that that was a good move as well. I did interestingly look at see how um, Ida was getting on at Celtic because after that first game when he scored a couple of penalties, yeah, the last two games, one which was a disappointing home draw against Kilmarnock, I think, mm. or some one-one draw, he's been substituted after sixty minutes. Right. In one game, he just had two shots, no assists, no goals. In the other game, he didn't even have any shots. Yeah. <laughs> now. This is not a knock, Adam Eder. You know, you know, you you know that. But I do not. I I I'm not sure he he is regularly the quality for the top of the championship, and I think that was what was was being proved at Norwich. He couldn't get in the team. Yeah. The other thing that leapt out, of course, on Ben Apple was that he said we're Premier League ready. So we are we are Premier League ready. We're ready for this place. And I tell you what, everything you've just said where he's made a difference potentially in the in Ida, in having conversations with Wagner, what you would hope is that it's yes, if we do get in the playoffs and then we do get promoted, that we make a bit of a fist of it Yes. in the Premier League because of Napa. And it's not the same thing that Weber said week in, week out, which made no difference over three seasons or two seasons when uh, when we went up with That's Wagner. right. So that, that, That's right. You know, again, I agree. If, if you want to I be agree. optimistic about it, that suddenly the club, the, 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 there, is an, there is an opportunity for the club to really get in a position where we never thought we would be six months ago. That's right. And even if even if we get if we can get to the playoffs, and even I mean let's let's be honest, the playoffs are going to be pretty strong anyway. If we can, that that will again show that impetus and give us an impetus again for the next season, won't it? We 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 will lose players because um, I mean you can imagine that Sergeant now and Sarah and uh, mm. Johnny Rowe and and. I, and to be fair, that was another. That was a disappointment losing him. Till really till the end of the season, isn't yes. it? Now, I mean, yes. it would be useful. I mean, but having said that, all sides have injuries. But um, yeah, no, we'll we'll see what the next games bring. But um, the 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 turn right. I mean, the good thing about Watford was that we did then go on to win it. Yeah, from that poor position, um, and and. You know, we, I talked about all those disappointments. If they'd have continued, we wouldn't have done that. We've done that. We then come out and okay, Cardiff um, weren't the strongest of teams on Saturday, but we we put that to bed. If we can carry that on, um, it, it will make an exciting end of the season. This is the new Old Norwich. Stay with us. Our memorable matches are next. We're wrapping up the string of years. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is the new Old Norwich, and we are talking the Stringer years and rounding up the Stringer years after some fantastic, memorable matches that we talked about in the last episode with glory times and semi-finals and highest ever finishes. 
Um, where are we? Where are we going to go? And where are we starting with on this episode? Well, we we looked, John, didn't we, at 1988-9 with the um, fourth place finish in the top flight and the semi-final. Yeah. Um, the closest we've ever come to a League and Cup double. Um, so really on a high at that stage we really looked at that just one game i was going to remind you of from that uh, year john was in the fa cup the yep. fourth round city eight sutton united nil <laughs> yes <laughs> i think you got to say that was that uh, that was quite memorable i remember it quite well with malcolm allen scoring four and fleck three yep. and trevor putney the other one you yeah know? Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that they'd beaten coventry who were the cup winners the year before yes right absolutely was a massive so, story yeah and, and at any rate, into 89-90, as I said, so from that, that high, um, you have to look at that season on the light of, at the end of that 88-9 season, we sold um, Phelan to Manchester United, Putney for 300000 to Middlesbrough. Um, and during the season, we also sold Paul Cook and Malcolm Allen. We brought in £1.8 million, spending the money on Tim Sherwood, David Phillips mm-hmm. and Henrik Mortensen. That's right. Now, they're really in that 89-90 season. It wasn't as good. Um, we slipped down to 10th. But we did, the two highlights really were the games which we talked about before. Manchester United, 2-0 win at Old Trafford. Yeah. It was um, Gary Pallister's debut to link in with um, Steve right. Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike Phelan had just started there. I remember listening to that game on the radio. Yeah. Um, Gordon and Flex scored the goals at Old Trafford. And then in January, the following January at home, 2-0 Winter City, Fleck 2, both down the Barclay end in the second half, our fifth straight win. And I think that is the game probably we remember, you know, Fleck scoring against Jim Layton in, 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 our, in yes. our memories, John. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, he kind of kind of chipped it over him and he, couldn't, he didn't know what to do, put the ball onto the post or the bar, I think. Um, and and Flecky put it in from memory, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's. I mean, you th- you mentioned that Gary Pallister. I remember that because I think he got absolutely annihilated. In he the did, press. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, and he didn't start very well at United either. He I didn't. Mean. No, no. At that that course, sort of they set were, the scene. They were joining. It was joining a team. They weren't. They weren't really very good at that point. No, um, no. And, that, it, you know, Ferguson was building them at that time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. Had, they spent a lot of money for Pallister. I think he was the most expensive yeah. defender at that time that they bought yeah. him for. But you know, he went on to have a good career. He, he did. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we had our little bit of glory. Yes. Didn't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just the other game in that season worth remembering, John. Not not for the right reasons. Arsenal away, three one up. Um, they get back to equalise three three in a last minute penalty to Arsenal give them the win and there was a fracas involving 19 players that's right yeah tim sherwood and various others were yeah and we yeah, got we quite. got fined seriously we, we did serious fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, it, was, it was it was the precursor to rude van Nistelrooy and martin keown and and uh you know really seeing kind of players front up to each other on the pitch yes it's quite an unusual sight in, in it was in yeah yeah, quite. yeah yeah right so then we go on to 1991 and again, the decline really under Stringer continued. We dropped to 15th. Um, but before that season started, we sold Andy Linegan to Arsenal, yeah. Townsend to Chelsea. And then during the season, Rosario to Coventry brought in over three million. We spent just over a million on Paul Blaze, John Polston and Colin Woodthorpe. So, as I said, a decline in that season 
not not unexpected if you look back and in view of the sales. The one game again, you'll probably remember, not necessarily for the right reason. FA Cup sixth round, home to Forest, lost one nil. A young Roy Keane scored the winner up the River End. Yeah, I do remember that. Obviously, Brian Clough was in was in charge at that time. Yeah, and I yeah. I remember thinking. I mean, I can remember watching Roy Keane and going, I mean, he was incredible. He was only a teenager at that point. Yeah, he was, yeah. And he was yeah. unbelievably good for Forrest yeah. in, the, in yeah. that match in particular. He did, yeah, and then he scored the winner. And he scored the winner. And, yeah. and uh, you just, you, it, look, in hindsight, in hindsight is a wonderful thing. You know, we'd bought the likes of Sherwood and Townsend and Phelan and, and they'd found this Roy Keane player and it, it made them... Obviously, strong for those for those yes, number of seasons forever, yeah. Um, and then obviously sold him on to, to Manchester United and the legend that he became. But it just, yeah, yeah it, 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 the players that you mentioned, you know, you, John Polston went on to have a good career, but yes. there, there weren't many, and and David Phillips. But actually, they were they were actually better under the next manager rather than uh, under Stringer, probably. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, Roy Keane stood out in that match, and yeah, he 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 certainly scored the winner, and I was most disappointed. I was looking forward to another semi final. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you're right. I mean, that was sixth round. So then we move into 91-92. The sales continued. During that season, we sold Dale Gordon and Tim Sherwood for 1.7 million in total. Brought in Darren Beckford and Rob Newman for about 1.5 million. So, um, and really in the league, we lost the last seven of the final eight games in 91-92. We finished third from bottom in the top flight. But fortunately, that was the year before the Premier League was established. Oh, so only two went down. Only one went down Ooh. because they increased the size of the Premier League, came in with 22 clubs That's at that right. time yeah. instead of 20. So only one got relegated and we finished third from bottom. I mean, I, I did not remember that. I mean, I I, 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 I I didn't remember that. I knew we had a poor end to the season. And of course, Stringer resigned before the end, before the last game. Right. And David Williams took over for that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, so, and in that season, of course, though, following on, as you say, the sixth round of the cup before was the semi-final. Um, early wins, home ties, actually, rounds three, four and five. Barnsley, Millwall and Notts County took us to Southampton. Do you remember going down to the old Dell? Yep, yep, standing there at one o'clock in the afternoon. That's right, for a three o'clock kick-off. Nil-nil. Yes. Yeah. And then the um, replay back at Carroll Road with the 2-1 extra time win. Was Sutton playing for us by the Sutton, yes, yeah, scored one of the goals yeah. and Newman scored the other one. Yeah, and it's interesting about, you mentioned Polston and Newman were bought, but actually, as I say, they got better. Yes. Y- 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 a couple of they years did. later, didn't they? They, they didn't, did. They didn't really give us anything when we No, they them. were more in the Walker yeah. era, weren't they? Yeah. And and, um, and Alan Shearer, of course, was in that game for Southampton. Of course he would have been, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... And we don't want to spend too much time on the semi-final. That probably the most disappointing result of all. Sunderland were in the second division then, weren't they? Well, I think it was just so frustrating this game because we were the favourites, and, yeah. and we were never great being the favourites because we were always there to be to be knocked down. And I remember there was it was at the time where they showed both FA Cup semi-finals on the telly, and Liverpool Portsmouth was before us. And then, yes. and then Sunderland Norwich was afterwards. And now Portsmouth got a result against Liverpool, or they were very close to, but, to, but yeah. Liverpool then won. And, yeah. I, and I think that, that then the writing was on the wall that there was going to be a shock. Shock. And, <laughs> and, it, and it was us being knocked out by a John Byrne 
horrible goal. Yeah. And, and yeah. we lost one nil and we just did not play very well and something no. was not around and it was it was it was it was miserable. And I cried yeah. and I cried all the way home. And that yeah. and, and that it, it, and, and, and the bus was rubbish and we broke down. Yeah. And it just <laughs> the whole thing was just it was actually it was the end of an era, wasn't it? It was the end and because of course of and then and that was of course that defeat then that obviously contributed to those um seven defeats yeah. in eight games and uh, we couldn't get and, it back. And the end of uh, end of Stringer. So, so in a way, I mean, you can look at Stringer's era in 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 two ways and said, right, well, you know, he started off well, but there's a steady decline. But in doing that, you have got to look at the sales and, yes. and the players. And as we, I think we said last week, you can't keep finding good enough, you know, better players than the ones that you've had before. Uh, and he, you know, you think you, you think of those players all went on, you know, Linigan, Townsend all went on to play for bigger clubs, didn't they? And yeah, um, yeah they did. Absolute legends. So, yeah, but great times and um, great memories. Indeed. Um, we will have plenty more memorable matches to come. We've got a whole list that we need to go through. So we'll work out what we're going to do uh, in the next era. But if, as, as always, if you want to get in touch with us and tell us your favourite memories, then please do so. You can find us on Facebook or you can find us on X or Twitter, whatever they call it these days, at John Cushing, at Peter Cushing. Uh, you can track us down. And of course, we need to start putting in the diaries, dates for the uh, playoff semi-finals, second legs and, uh, and playoff <laughs> finals as well as, uh, as we continue uh, with this up and down football season. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.